0: reconciliation. What does it look like? So we've talked about the importance of unity. We've talked about how to handle conflict. And when there's conflict, and then you handle conflict, the inevitable next step is to walk through the process of forgiveness. Um, And that's that's a really important one for us to talk about, because we're talking about for the purpose of reconciliation. Because I recognize that in this room, in this room, I've had enough conversations to know that there are deep, deep wounds. There are hurts that run deep. And so much so that they just feel like a little bit that they've become like a part of you, a part of who you are. And I recognize that you might have uh, you might have walked through conflict. You might have done this to a T. But if at the end of it, we're still harboring stuff, or we're still carrying stuff around from it. Uh, uh, the process has been done incompletely. And and it is my earnest hope that as as we journey in the way of Jesus together, as we lean into what it means to follow Jesus, my earnest hope is that we find this to be a place of healing and a place of restoration and a place of hope and a place of wholeness. And so I want to be super clear about what I'm asking here. I'm not asking you to simply... Because this, this has been a, a hurtful thing that's been thrown around in faith communities. I'm not asking you to simply, whatever the wound is, whatever the hurt is, whatever the offense is, I'm not asking you to simply get over it. Because that's like me saying, well, just like believe there's a horse over there. It's over there. Just believe it. And you're like, I can't. And you're like, no, just believe that there's a horse over there. And you're like, I can't. That's the, this is the equivalent. Just get over it. I can't I can't get over it? Just just get over it. I can't. So I'm not asking you to just get over it, but I am asking you uh, that that we're my hope is that we're creating a space here that's fostering the type of community that forgiveness and wholeness can flourish in, um, and that we're engaging in the process of restoration. And wholeness together. It's so interesting entering into a space because I, like I said I've had lots of conversations and a lot of the, the unforgiveness and the hurt and the hangups and the whatever's holding you back from forgiveness and restoration, I had nothing to do with. And I feel like I'm in a really unique spot uh, of going, all right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna work towards allowing Jesus to heal some of the broken parts of our lives. And, uh, but I also know none of the backstory. One of the things I found myself saying time and time again is like my chapter one with this situation, whatever it is, is your chapter 10. Like there's, there's some wounds that run really deep here, but uh, here's what I've also found. We love to mask forgiveness. We love to, to say like, no, we've, we've forgiven them. And then I, I'll dig a little bit. And, and I experienced the quick pullback of like, that, that really hurt. And I don't, I don't want to talk about that. Uh, and in reality, what we've done is instead of forgiving, we've just learned to live with the hurt of unforgiveness. We've, been lear- we've learned to, to live and to order our lives around the unforgiveness. So I watch this YouTube channel, uh, and it's one of my weird obsessions his name is he's from over in Europe somewhere. His name is the hoof g p jeremiah are you familiar with the okay so he he does cattle and and he's um, he, he's trimming hooves of of dairy cows uh, so that they can live healthy whole and vibrant dairy cow lives <laughs> uh and it is shocking the amount of content that he's able to produce of like here's I really am not trying to be shock jockey today. Uh, but here's like some, some hurt in a, a cow's hoof. So Matt, this is uh, supposedly, this is, where, this is a healthy bottom of a cow. So he brings in an angle grinder, and he, he grinds it down to get a uniform shape on it. And a lot of times, it looks like this when he does the first grind-off. It looks like this. And, uh, but he, he starts to grind it off. And he knows that they're in his little contraption to, to grind it down because they were like, they could barely walk into, into it's called a crush. And it like lifts the cows up so that they're not bearing any weight on it. And then he, he carves it out and grinds it off, all of that. Um, but he knows they're there for a problem, but you can't see the problem. Now, this is we're going to do it quickly. But if you're squeamish, this is your, this is your look down warning, okay? Uh, but when he begins to carve further, so the... Next one, there's some, like, rotten, rotten stuff going on underneath there. Okay, take it away (laughs) from that. There's some, like, rotten and ugly things. And here is my fear for us as Jesus followers, that we learn to uh, live our lives in a way where we're like, yes, that hurts, but I'm going to go on with my life. And that is not the life that Jesus is inviting us into. He's not inviting us into a life of toleration. He's not inviting us into a life of, of I will learn to live with. He's, he, he's inviting us into a life, what does Jesus say in the book of John? I, hear, I came to give you life and life abundant. Like an abundant life. Not a safe life, not a comfortable life, but a life that it's not always, uh, not always just like grinding and like you're limping along in life. That's not what Jesus is inviting us into. And so my challenge for us today is not going to be resolved today because this is like years and years of work. And maybe for some of you, it's like I'm going to go see a counselor. And maybe for some of you, it's like as simple as I just need to do the exercise at the end of service today. Uh, But we're being invited into the process of wholeness and reconciliation and restoration. Um, And because I just believe with all of my heart that the gospel of Jesus means that we can experience wholeness we can experience hold this. The gospel of Jesus says uh, he's taken all the broken and dislocated pieces of the universe, and through his death, burial, and resurrection, he's raising them back to life, restoring them, bringing, uh, Eugene Peterson says, uh, putting them together in vibrant harmonies. And that's the life we're being invited into. So we can forgive. We can release people from the debt that we feel like they owe us. We can uh, carve out those, those ugly, hurt pieces of our life and begin to experience wholeness. Here's what Paul says in Ephesians. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other. Just as in Christ God forgave you. Follow God's example, therefore, dearly as dearly loved children. And walk in the way of love. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. You see, sometimes I think there might be a certain pride that's associated with with unforgiveness. Again, I'm, I'm, I want to be careful today because I know that uh, there are some hurts that go deep and I don't want to, just, it's not just to just get over it. But I think there's a certain level of pride that sometimes we hold on to that goes along with it that we might be saying, because Paul's inviting us in here, forgive each other just as Christ forgave you. So we walk into this space inheriting and receiving the full benefit of what Jesus did for us. That on the cross, he took our sin, our guilt, our shame, our wrongdoing against the creator of the universe. And said, I release you of that. You don't owe me that anymore. The, the, the debt of sin has been paid. And then we have beef with people. And we go, I just, I can't do it. I don't want to, but Paul's exhorting us here: forgive just as Christ forgave you. Jesus walks out the model for us uh, to to go. Uh, this is what it looks like to walk in forgiveness. This is what it looks like for our communities to experience wholeness. But then we hold on and say, "Nope." Nope, I've learned to live with it. It's going to cause more pain for me to dig out the the festering, wounded parts of my life at this point. And yeah, I might experience more wholeness on the other side of it, but I don't want to do it. It's too hard. And Paul says, forgive just as, just as God through Christ forgave you, Because like I said, forgiveness and reconciliation, wholeness, restoration, this is at the heart of the gospel. That we, were, uh, that we were broken and dislocated, that we were alienated from God, hostile in mind, doing evil deeds. But through the work of Jesus on the cross, we can be reconciled or brought back in right relationship with God. And this is why... This goes hands in hand with Jesus' command that that, uh, the world, the hurting and broken world, will know we are Jesus' followers, will know that we're emphatically raising our hands, jumping up and down, saying we identify with Jesus. They will know because of our love for one another. Because the gospel of Jesus points the way forward to, to the abundant life of forgiveness and wholeness. And that when people look in on us, they'll go, wow, that is just totally contrary to the world that I see. What is it about you that you you have these offenses against one another? You have these wrongs against one another. And somehow, in some way, you are choosing to lay those things down. Paul says it again a different way in Colossians chapter 3. He says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, so as God's people, identifiable people in this world, clothe yourselves Uh, In compassion, with compassion and kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with one another and forgive one another if any of you has grievance against someone. And again, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together. Then he goes on further. He says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to what? To peace. To let the unity, wholeness, living at uh, goodwill with one another. Let that rule in your heart since you were called to peace. And then he says this. Let the message of Christ dwell in you richly. See this? That passage comes right after an admonishment to stay away from all these things of the world that aren't honoring to God, that, that don't, uh, don't glorify Him. Uh, and it comes right before that, and then it, it turns and says, here's what it looks like for you to be a people who are honoring God by what they do. This is in, this is in the direct opposition to the way of the world, to say, here's what it looks like for you to, uh, to live a, a unified with one another, bearing with one another, forgiving one another as the Lord Uh, Forgave you. So forgiving as you have been forgiven. Wraps it up with, uh, above all, uh, put on love. Put on love, which binds all of these virtues together, binds our body together. And if you want to jump again to another passage from Paul, here's what he says about love that's binding us together so that we can be God's people who are working towards forgiveness. He says, Love is patient, love is kind. Does not envy, does not boast, it's not proud, doesn't dishonor others, it's not self seeking, it's not easily angered. It keeps, hear this, it keeps no record of wrongs. It does not delight in evil, it rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Jesus very clearly through his work on the cross, points the way forward for us as his followers. Here's what it looks like for us to, to be a people who live in wholeness, who live in unity, and who forgive. That is, is at the central part of the gospel message. Here's what it looks like to forgive. But can you, uh, if you look around and you scored us, on our, on our quickness to forgive, our ability to live together in wholeness. Chances have it we're not getting free pizza for our A-plus report card. Chances have it we're not doing so hot. But can you imagine then with me a faith community who, who like Paul says, that the message of Christ like the centrality of the gospel, the goodness of God, the forgiveness that comes from Jesus, that the message of Christ dwells in us richly. That it is so good and it is so tethered and anchored deep down in every single one of our souls. That it is so good and it is so transforming that we take the good news of Jesus, that we can be made right with God and made right with man. Is so a part of who we are and it's dwelling in us richly that the only thing that overflows and bubbles up is uh, uh, the goodness of God just overflowing on this faith community and then our neighbors. That, uh, it's a gathering of believers that is saturated, again, in love for God and love of neighbor. That the truth of Jesus is so, so integrated into our lives that people begin to take notice. This is what I was talking about at the beginning. We're, going to, we're not going to put on big shows here. We're not going to do the, the, the hoopla and the, the whatever. But what we are going to do is we're going to take the commands of Jesus seriously. And we're going to integrate them into our lives. And we're going to pattern our lives around how Jesus asks us to pattern our lives and i promise you when we do that when we say yes i'm going to live for the poor i'm going to live for the pressed i'm going to act in forgiveness i'm going to do all of those things people will take notice and that is when i kick my covers off every morning that is the type of uh, faith gathering this is the type of church that i want to be a part of and i promise you this if you look around you go ask people out in our in our community you go ask, ask people who aren't a part of any sort of church, any sort of faith gathering, and you go, if you were to be a part of one, what would, what would it need to look like? Or if the church was to solve the world's problems through the way of Jesus, what would it need to look like? And I promise you, this would be the answer, uh, a faith gathering that forgives and that the message and the truth of Jesus dwells in our hearts richly. And you might be this whole time, all these hurts are running through your head of, Jordan, I can't. It hurts, and I don't even know where to begin. Sure, I have the desire to forgive, but I've been carrying around this stuff for so long, it's just become a part of who I am. We've all got it, we've all got baggage. Mine's a little more visual, uh, a little more out in front of you this morning than yours. But every time we step foot in this building, all of us are drudging this stuff in. For some of you, it's a little backpack. For others of you, you're pushing two or three steamer trunks full in. We've all got it. And it's it's not sinful. I'll say this again. It's not sinful to possess this. Nowhere does Jesus say if you have baggage in your life that's hard to forgive, you are living in sin. So, if one of you finds that in the Bible, let me know, but I haven't found it yet. But just like the wound that festers deep in the hoof and we learn to live with, some people have just gotten accustomed to carrying it around with them. To go, well, it's time to go to church again, that place that's probably caused me more harm than good or probably uh, caused me more hurt than than growth. We put on the backpack, we get the suitcases, and we lug them out the door, and we bring them into this space. And do you know what's clumsy and awkward? Every single one of us has stuff. And again, it's not, it's not wrong. When we come into this space, no wonder we begin to rub up against one another because there's only a certain amount of room in this space before you... I've got all these suitcases bouncing off of one another. But the invitation from Jesus is not a better suitcase management system. It's not. And the invitation from Jesus is, in a sense, like we're going to bear one another's burdens. So the invitation from Jesus isn't just. I'm going to throw this, Jordan. I wanted to warn you. is isn't just like, okay, Jordan can take that one for a little while, but after a certain amount of time, it's going to come back to me. No, the invitation from Jesus is experience life an abundant life, forgive as God forgave you. And at a certain point, we don't have to worry about carrying around the baggage anymore. We don't have to worry about carrying around the unresolved uh, conflict that's been in our lives. We don't have to worry about carrying around uh, the stuff that's hurt us or wounded us because Jesus cares deeply for those things. And Jesus took care of each and every one of those things on the cross. And so the invitation from Jesus in forgive as Christ forgave you is to put him down and say, Jesus, you are king. You are sovereign, which means your ruling and reigning hand is over these hurts. And so Jesus, I don't know how to forgive Everything inside of me doesn't know what it looks like for me to forgive uh, this person, for me to forgive this situation, for me to forgive what happened. Everything inside of me doesn't know uh, what it looks like to do it. But you've done it before. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you with it, Jesus. I'm going to trust that, that you know how to invade the deepest parts of my soul, that hurt and that fester and that are wounded and that have been wounded. And I'm going to trust that you can take your healing salve of the gospel. And you can apply though that to every hurt area of my life. And it might not be instant. It might be instant. It might not be right away. But I trust that as I surrender these things to you and say, Jesus, I trust you with these hurt parts of my life. I trust you with them. That through the work of the Holy Spirit working in and through us, we'll begin to recognize what it looks like to forgive. To say, you don't owe me anything anymore. I'm releasing you of the debt that I feel like you owed me. Because why? That's what Jesus did for us. He models the way forward for us to forgive as he forgave. To forgive as he forgave Few things. There's a guy, an author named Lewis Smeeds. and he wrote a book called The Art of Forgiveness. And I found these steps to be really, really helpful when engaging with this surrendering process and going, Jesus, I don't know what it looks like for me to forgive this person. I don't know if I want a relationship with them. I don't know if I want to speak to them. I don't know if I want to do the the conflict uh, management thing. I I I need your help. And these are some really helpful tips. Okay. Number one. Rediscover the humanity of the person that wronged you. Rediscover their humanity. Because guess what? Jesus died and rose again for all creation, all people, which includes the person that caused you the wound. It's hard. It's really hard for me to look through my glasses of hurt and go, uh, this is the person. Made in God's image, who Jesus died for. It's hard. But that's, that's, a, that's a step in the right direction of going, okay, forgive just as Christ forgave you. So we're rediscovering their humanity, going they are a person that God loves, that he, that he sacrificed himself for. Then we're going to surrender our right to get even. This one's tough. This has been a, uh, just if I can be super transparent, this has been a hard a few weeks of Amanda and I processing through some hurt that we've experienced, and knowing, uh, knowing that I'm not coming to you as an expert or like a, like a, a guy who's got this down just like that, who's like, "Come on, guys, forgive. It. It's super easy." Uh, we've wrestled through some hurt that we have experienced, and it's been hard. It's been hard specifically because of this reason, because of of, uh, surrendering the right to get even, because every part of my broken carnal self wants there to be some sort of vindication, wants there to be some sort of justice. But then when I take a moment to contemplate, oh, praise the Lord that there is no justice, because if I was treated with justice in my life, I don't want what's coming to me. We're surrendering the right to get even. And then this one, the last one. Allow the spirit to revise your feelings. To go, this is how I feel right now. And it is, I I want justice. I'm angry. This hurts. It's pretty ugly if I'm being honest. But Holy Spirit, part of me laying down this baggage is going, I trust that you care for my soul far more, far more deeply than I do. And I, I, you can be trusted. You can be trusted with my feelings. You can be trusted with the stuff that I'm, that I'm carrying inside of me right now. And I don't want to feel the way I'm feeling because I know it doesn't honor you. So revise them. I don't think I can do it on my own. I need you to do it for me, Spirit. Rediscover their humanity, surrender the right to get even, and allow the Spirit to revise your feelings. This is the invitation being offered to us from Jesus today. To forgive. And so I've said, that, I've just said this week in and week out that we're probably not going to fix the world's problems Today. But today can be the first step in fixing the world's problems. That we're probably not going to be able to work out all of the hurt and all of the baggage that exists in this space with people in this space and people outside of this space. But what we can do is engage in the process today. And so here's what we're going to do. We've taken communion um, every, uh, every week together uh, because we j- I just want us to focus on none of this is possible without Jesus. None of this is possible without Jesus working in our lives. Specifically, the forgive as as Christ forgave you. It's not possible if Jesus doesn't die on the cross, because then there's no forgiveness for us. But I want us, before we take communion, because this matters, wholeness in God's body matters, I want us to have an opportunity for some reflection and for some contemplation Uh, to allow the Spirit to speak to us before we partake of the elements together. So, I have up here, it's going to be a very mobile communion session, okay? I have up here, didn't seem cost effective to buy everybody suitcases, so I got them for myself. And I got each of you one. And uh, Matt's going to play some music, she's going to be quiet time for contemplation and reflection and i want you to ask the spirit to uh to just draw up in your hearts what are you holding on to what are the areas of your life that you've received god's forgiveness but you've refused to offer it to others what's the area of your life that you have been dragging around and you're sick and tired of dragging it around And then we're going to have an opportunity to just lay it down to Jesus and, and say, Jesus, you can be trusted with this. And I know you can be trusted with it because of your work on the cross. So practically, here's what that's going to look like. You're going to be up here. If you want to come up and grab one right away, um, totally fine. Um, if you want a little bit of time for reflection, also fine. Um, Full disclosure, I can't promise that all of these pens work, but we'll figure it out together in this context. Uh, So there's going to be some music. uh, Matt, probably like two or three minutes uh, of just so. Come up. We're going to grab this first, okay? Then we're going to, you're going to write in here. We're going to be as specific as you can be. No one else is going to see these. We're going to put them somewhere else, okay? Uh, As specific as you can be, Jesus, here's the thing that I've been dragging around that's hard for me to forgive, and then um, then, we've had a, a song for reflection each week. That's going to play. When that starts playing, I'm going I'm to swap these out. And, and you can then come inside of a suitcase. You can lay down yours. And you can trust Jesus with it. And then I want you to go back grab your communion elements after you lay it down. Uh, and then go back to your seat, and we'll take the elements together as we remember the sacrifice of Jesus. So come, grab one of these, grab a pen, um, write down, you know what you need to write down or who you need to write. I'm not gonna do what you need to with this space. Then when the song starts, uh, we'll come back up, get the elements, and then we'll take together, okay? Let me pray for us, and then we'll, uh, we'll get started. Jesus, we're, we're grateful, that you did not give us what we deserved, but that we got to experience your forgiveness. So will you now, in these moments, draw up the ways in which we need to forgive others? Will you, through your tender and caring spirit, be gentle with our hearts? Because we recognize that uh, a lot of times this stuff hurts. But we also... It is our earnest desire to live lives that honor and glorify you. So allow us to engage in the work that we need to do even now. That we may be your people who, who are able to shine your light to a hurting and dark world. We trust you at this time and ask that you'll be honored through it. And we ask all these things in your precious and holy name. Amen.